This morning, we're going to talk about what rules you. What rules you? R U L E S. What rules you? Fear or faith? But before then, there are three Bible readings we're going to read. Let's listen to the first Bible reading. The first Bible reading is taken from Numbers, Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 to 3, and then 25 to 33. Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 to 3, then 25 to 33. Let us hear the word of God. Spies sent into Canaan. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I'm going I'm giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord. All of them, men who were heads of the children of Israel. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back where to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruits of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. I repeat, verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone with him said, We are not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spelled, spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw 
in it are men of great stature. Then we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Here ends the first reading. They gave the Israelites a bad report. Bad report. The second reading is from Joshua chapter 1. Verses 1 to 9. And then from 16 to 18. Joshua chapter 1. Verses 1 to 9. And then 16 to 18. Let us hear the word of the Lord. God's commission to Joshua. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel, Every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Ephrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. For to these people you shall divide, divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 16. So they answered Joshua saying, All that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. 
Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words, in all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong on a fair good courage. This is the end of the second Bible reading. The third is short. It's from Romans chapter 6 and verse 16. The third reading is taken from the Amplified Bible. Romans chapter 6 and verse 16. Do you not know that when you continually offer yourself to someone to do his will, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either slaves of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness, right standing with God. I repeat, do you not know that when you continually offer yourselves to someone to do his will, you are the slaves of the one whom you obey, either slaves of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness, right standing with God. This is the end of this third reading. Thanks be to God. Brethren, today is the 19th of February, 2020. 19th of January, of January, 2020. The year is still very, very young. It is still in its beginning. What we are going to talk about today is what rules you, fear or faith. But before then, I would like to share a story, a very small, brief story. There was a robber, a criminal who was a robber, and this robber was captured because during his robbery he killed somebody and he was sent to the king of that land for punishment. When they sent him to the king, the king looked at the robber and said, I have only two sets of punishments for you, but you will choose which one you would like to be punished with. Number one, here is a rope that is used to hang criminals. If you choose this, you'll be hung. The second one, you see that dark, strange, mysterious, horrible-looking door. You can go through it. Choose. Immediately, the criminal said, I prefer the rope. So the king said, okay, give him the rope. So they put the rope around his neck. But just about when they were about to pull the, ne- the rope to kill him, he said, king, please, out of curiosity, I want to know something. He said, yes, what is it? He said, king, please, what lies behind that door? The king chuckled. He said, 
This is a question all criminals who come here ask me. When they come here, I give them the same answers I give to you, the same judgments. Either take this rope or go through the door. Then the criminal said, you know, if you tell me, I can't tell anybody pointing at the rope around his neck because I'm going to die. And the king said, through that door is freedom. But most people who come here choose the rope. Why? Because they don't know what is behind that door. The fear of the unknown make them choose the obvious. I hope we are understanding the story. The fear of the unknown make them choose the obvious. This is something I would wish that we would remember. How many of us here have experienced fear before? Is there anybody who has not experienced fear? Anyone who has experienced fear, raise your hand. Wow, everybody has experienced fear. Indeed, fear is an unpleasant emotion or thoughts that comes over you when you think something bad, something dangerous is going to happen to you. That is fear. That thing you are thinking can harm you can be imaginary or it can be real. But once you are terrified, you think something is going to happen, you get that emotion that takes over you. If you are not careful, you will freeze. You can't think properly. You stagnate. That is fear. I want us to know that all of us have fears. Some of us are afraid that the relationship you are developing will not work. Some of us in marriages are afraid that there could be divorce. You are afraid that your landlord is coming to demand rent because you have not paid and you think that he would eject you. You are afraid because there's that there's going to be people are going to be sacked from workplace. Retrenchment. It doesn't happen and you are afraid. Fear grips all of us and the imagination takes over. And if you are not careful, you will do things you ought not to do because fear has paralyzed your reasoning. Brethren, the Bible is filled with examples of individuals who God called to do service for him but did not want to they were reluctant because they were afraid. A typical example is a man called Gideon. Gideon, the Lord's angel went to Gideon and he was frightened. He said, fear not. Thou man of valor, mighty man of valor. Gideon was hiding in a wine press. He goes to harvest 
his farm, which he had done secretly, and then he goes to the wine press, also a hidden place, to work on it. Why? Because the enemies of Israel were pestering them. They would come and take everything that they have grown. So fear kept this mighty man of valor. And right through the stories of Gideon, you can see he was doubting, he was afraid until faith came over him and he stood with his people and then they overcame the enemies. That seven years of terror ended in seven years of greatness, of goodness. You remember when Jesus our Lord was betrayed. Peter ran away because a small girl was saying, ah, are you not one of his disciples? Was it not fear which made Peter run away? And all the eleven also ran away because of fear. Indeed, there is nothing wrong about fearing. It is not sinful to fear. In the Bible, particularly the King James Version, there are 103 verses that are saying, fear not or do not fear. And especially when men are visited by God's angels, they fear. And the angels will say, fear not. So there's nothing sinful about fearing. In fact, to fear just shows that you are really human. It shows your humanity. However, fear blocks your blessings. However, what? Fear blocks your blessings. So when fear rules you, to rule means to control you, to dominate you, you will lose your blessings. As a matter of fact, if we take a look at the first Bible reading, Israel had been promised that there is a land called Canaan. It is filled with milk and honey. God, myself, God, I'm referring to God. Go, I've given you that land for your takes. But Moses was commanded by God to send spies. When the spies went, the report in the Bible said, they saw that the land was truly, truly rich. Even the grape that they cut, they had to carry one bunch of grape on a pole, two men carrying it. You can see how heavy it was. But when they came back, they said, truly, that land is flowing with milk and honey. But the land devours its inhabitants. The people who are there are giants. We cannot take over the land because when we look at them, we are like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And to them also, we are like grasshoppers. The Bible says this was a bad report. And this bad report frightened the Israelites so that instead of going to Canaan within days, they had to spend 40 years in the wilderness. It was like a stagnation, going round and round, not achieving much. Because what? You are afraid. 
You know, some people say fear means false evidence appearing real. Like the bad report was so real that the people were frightened. They couldn't go. They couldn't move to that promised land, even though the one promising is God. For that reason, they stagnated. And some people say there's an acronym for fear. Forget everything and run. So despite the promises of God, forget F, everything E, and A, run. F-E-A-A. Forget everything and run. So they forgot all the promises, milk and honey. They couldn't go forward. They stayed where they are. And a lot of us also have been stagnating because of fear of the unknown. We are ruled by fear. It's not sinful to be fearful. But when you fear, you do what? You block your blessings. Because fear is actually the opposite of faith. It's like light and darkness. They cannot coexist. So the question is, at this point in time, is fear ruling you? Is it blocking your blessings? Faith is a strong assurance that something is going to happen, that something will happen. A strong confidence that this thing must happen. That's from the Cambridge Dictionary online. Hebrews say, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So faith actually is being so certain that the unseen will happen. And unseen things like God. Can you see God? A strong belief that that God you don't see is going to ensure that no matter what happens to you, it will be well with you. Faith. So, some people say faith is fact accepted in the heart. Fact. F. Accepted. A. In. I. The. T. H. Heart. Fact accepted in the heart. When you accept that fact in the heart and you believe it will happen, nothing will shake you. Others say faith means forwarding all issues to heaven. Everything that comes your way, if it's fearful, whatever, you forward it to heaven, to God. Say, look, I know what you said is true. This one I'm forwarding to you. I'm not going to let it deceive me. Trusting God that will ensure whatever he has promised will come to pass. Now, remember that the Israelites stayed in the wilderness. Days tend to months. Months to years. Years to decades. They were there for 40 years because they feared. And when they feared, they did what? They forgot all their promises and run. Run back to the wilderness. Now something happened. The greatest of their fears happened. What was this? 
Moses died. Can you imagine it? Moses died. Moses whom God sends. He did so many miracles that even Pharaoh gave away and they went into the, the bush and into the wilderness going to he has died. Hey. They were terrified. No wonder. The passage we read in four verses alone, three times it is said, be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. It just shows that the people were fearful. So something had to be said to encourage them. Moses dead. Even when Moses was with us, we couldn't go to that land. Now that he is dead. But God said something to Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. So Moses is dead. But me, God, I'm alive. And the promises that are made to Moses don't expire. But the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So yes, Moses is dead. But God, your God is alive. And the promises I made stand. Here, there is another acronym for fear. This was said by Zig Ziglar. He said, face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. Moses is dead. So now what? They had to face everything and rise or stay in the wilderness and what? Perish. God said, Moses, my servant, is dead. But he went around he, on. He did, just did not say that. He made the people know that truly I'm aware that Moses is dead. So your fears are justified. But Moses was just a servant. I am the force behind Moses. And my word stays ever true. So he said, Joshua, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the children of Israel. Face what? Everything and rise. Despite that Moses have died, I'm saying arise, go over this Jordan. This time fear is face everything and rise. When you face your fears, your fears it's like an illusion. They may go away. But God didn't just say that. He said, be strong enough for good courage. Don't be fearful anymore. Face the fear. Go, for I am with you. That's what God said. And um, maybe I may need to go over that part again. He said,
Have I not commanded you? I'll be with you. And he did even say that I've given you all the land and everywhere that your feet will trot, I have given you. So, if God says, everywhere your feet trots, I have given you. If you choose not to cross the Jordan and you stay here, will you get anything? So, wherever your feet trots, it's for you. Fear may prevent you from taking the steps. Faith, trusting that God is God, he is true. And he is with you. He, the God of the universe, is with you. Will make you take that step so that faith will rule you, not fear. God didn't just say that. But implicitly, what he said reminds me of something he said in Isaiah 43, 1, 2, verses 1 and 2. He said, when you go through the waters, I will be with you. The waters will not overflow you. When you go through the fires, I will be with you. The fire will not burn you. As long as you take the step, he is with you. And once he is with you, if you take the step, it is your own and God's word is true. So the point I want us to note is that when fear rules you, you are afraid to take steps. You can become stagnant. Your 40 days can be 40 years. But when faith takes over, you can gain that which God has said. For every word of God is true. But note, God is aware that there are giants there. And yet he says, go, I'm with you. Nobody can stand before you. This year, we are just at the beginning. You may have stagnated in the past. I want you to, instead of forgetting everything and running away and being stagnant, you will face everything and rise because of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Why am I saying this? What was it that motivated the children of Israel to go into Canaan? First, they had seen Moses do great miracles. They had seen it. Reference to Pharaoh turning water into blood. Hailstones, fire falling down. So many, the plagues. Even he hit rock and water came out. When they were hungry, they didn't know what to do. Food was made available to them. Manna. And the manna comes once. I mean, a day. You pick only what is sufficient. You can't take more than enough. Except on the Sabbath. No, on the Saturday before the Sabbath. Before the Sabbath, they didn't work. 
So their motivation was, we have seen miracles and God's goodness. And beyond that, there is milk and honey, abundance, victory in the land ahead of us. Our land is going to be ours, not somebody's. And yet, because of fear, they didn't move. Us, now, that Christ has died and we are alive. We are similar. It's analogous. Why? God has promised us many things. He has promised us eternal life. He has promised us abundance. John 10, 10. Now you may have life and have it abundantly. And in Corinthians he says, now you may have every good thing so much in abundance that you can do everything good. Giving to people, blessing people, and you yourself being blessed. This faith was strengthened by what they saw Moses do. For us, at least we know what happened on the cross. Evidence number one. We know the empty tomb signifying the resurrection. Number three, we know the Holy Spirit is in us. Are these not powerful enough to make us have faith? Face the unknown, trusting the unknown to a known God. Can we not let faith rule our lives because of the cross, the resurrection and the Holy Spirit that abides in us? It's a question I'm asking you. Brethren, in addition to that, the scripture make it very, very clear that those who believe in Christ are in Christ, are new creation, for they are new creatures. So once I believe, having that fact in my heart that I'm a new creation then everything Christ did I can do because as he is so am I in this world it is not by my power by my might but me knowing that I may be weak but I have a powerful God who fights on my behalf so even when things appear as a terror dangerous that everybody is hiding. Maybe I'll hide because of my human nature. But immediately within me, I'll fall back on my faith. My God, my God, who is able to fight for me, who is able to ensure that what which is mine, is mine. So do not let fear rule you. Let faith rule you. Because of faith, we have the assurance that Jesus Christ is going to come again. Because his word is truth. You know, the scripture said, and you will know the truth, and the truth 
shall set you free. But the truth in it is that the truth is the word of God. And the word of God said, Christ has given us all things that pertains unto godliness. Why are we afraid? Face everything and rise. Instead of fearing, forgetting everything and running away, let's face everything knowing that God is with us and rise, riding on the promises of God in Scripture. So, all I'm trying to say is the master key is faith. And faith, I can't command myself to have faith. Faith, according to Ephesians chapter 2, is a gift. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it's a gift. For by faith are we saved, for by grace are we saved through faith. It is a gift of God. So you take gifts. If you don't take their gift, it's not yours. And faithfulness is a characteristic of the life of a Christian. That is why I am not surprised that the Israelites were told that you go into the place but be sure to obey everything that Moses commanded you. The law must be in your mouth day and night. Do not deviate from it to the right or to the left. Keep it. Meditate on it. And you have sure success. You have good success. Why? Scripture said faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when Moses was, Joshua was being commanded to hear the words of Moses, it's like read the scripture. For from reading the scripture, your faith will grow. And when your faith grows, you will not be stagnated. You rise on faith, on the promises and be victorious. For them it was milk and honey. For us it's eternal life. It's prosperity and abundance. What are we waiting for? Are we going to be ruled by fear or ruled by faith? Consider this. This is the writer. But there's something great. After Joshua went to tell the people, be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. You know what I mean? The leaders of the people also turned to Joshua and told him, be strong and of a good courage. It is there, read it. Only let your God be with you. We will heed you. Anybody who disobeys you, we will kill. But you, Joshua, be strong 
on a Facebook carry. So Joshua encouraged them. And they in turn encouraged who? Joshua. Now as we sit here, I am sure you know someone who is struggling, who is having challenges. What word do you have for the person? Tell the person, be strong and have a good courage. Meditate on the law, on scripture. But then you'll be strong and have good success. Tell your neighbor, be strong and have a good courage. Meditate on the scriptures. For then you will have good success. So, what next? I just want us to remember that fear stagnates us. It makes you forget everything and run. But when faith fills you, you face everything and rise. So, don't focus on fear. Focus on what? Faith. What you feed grows. And like Caleb and Joshua will say, while everybody else is saying, we are not ready, we are afraid, you will say what? We are well able because God is with us. Brothers and sisters in Christ, once again, I want to draw our attention that we are just at the beginning of the year 2020. Today being the 19th of January, 2020. Let the stagnation of the past be gone. Because what, we forgot everything and ran away. But now we face everything and rise because we have a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And our God has made us know that the more we know of him, the more we become like him. Remember to read the scriptures and meditate on that. Then you become more and more like God. And then I tell you of a truth. This year will be the beginning of the best years you will ever live. In the name of Jesus. Thanks be to God.